Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. For nearly 10 years, I've been educating on the topic of social media. I have done how-to trainings, which are absolutely not my favorite. I've done strategic sessions and workshops, which I absolutely love. I've created online courses for almost every social media platform, but with the exception of Instagram. So here's the thing. This is one statement I have shared on a pretty regular basis. And I have said, if you don't want to be there, then don't. And I'm going to make an exception on that rule. I'm going to make an exception because I truly believe that you need to be on Instagram, that Instagram needs your attention at this very moment. A number of years ago, I created an online course called Fall in Love with Twitter, and it was my claim to fame. I gained a a larger following based on having this online course, and people remember me as this in many, many ways. Now... I'm not going to hang my hat on being the Instagram guru, but I know that many of you are struggling with this, and I hope that I can shed some light on it for those of you that have not yet uh, fully dove in, that maybe you've dabbled, maybe you have an account, maybe you lurk, but you have not fully dove in to this beautiful world of uh, Instagram. Now, I, I hope that you can fall in love with Instagram and that when I tell you, you should be there, you do not cringe, but that you are excited. So really, truly, uh, why, why Instagram? And I want to tell you because your people are there. Now I want to preface this also with this podcast is truly for female entrepreneurs and even more so women in network marketing slash real small businesses. And that generally your ideal client are female. So if that's you, then you can keep listening. <laughs> if it's not, and you're just here to creep, that's fine too. But really, truly it is for and those of you that are that are in that space, that you are female, that you have a small business, that your ideal client is female, and this is your spot. Instagram is where you need to be. Now, here's the thing. There's a few pieces that hang people up, and I want to walk through those. I actually have six different things. If you're a note taker, grab out your pen and paper, and we're going to jot down six different um, kind of concepts, ideas, things, uh, stuff for you to think about as you are putting together Instagram, as you're jumping in, as you're diving in, as you're falling in love uh, with this beautiful platform. So what is Instagram, right? It's clearly a social media platform where people interact with you. And there are two different components to this site. 
One is your feed. It's where you upload a photo and that you put a a comment, that you put um, some commentary about or with this photo. And I say about or with, because many times people will post something, for example, an essential oil and tell you specifically what that oil is for. Although that can be good, um, it is better to not just tell people what they're looking at, they can see it, but give them more description of what is uh, beyond that, a story, a connection point, or something maybe different altogether. Now, Instagram is, I told you two different things. It has your feed or what people would call your grid where you're uploading uh, photos and people are scrolling through uh, to look at them. The second part of this is something that is uh, fairly new-ish, uh, but been around for a while, is your Instagram stories. These can be videos, they can be pictures, they can be just text if you want them to be. Um, and there is a true, true difference between these two. And what I want to Uh, really get stuck kind of in your head. If you need to give these two different things a kind of space in your mind when you are um, developing content for both these areas is that a Greg, a grid, a grid, your newsfeed is calculated. Stories are not. Now, can stories be calculated? Sure, you can, you can calculate all those out, but I want to teach you really in this way that a grid is truly calculated and stories are, are more of what Instagram actually used to be so much about, and that was more instant, quick uh, stories, um, and now they've made kind of two different plat- platforms for it. So if you're at all confused, pause this go download the Instagram app or go look around on it and you'll be able to see the two different areas, Instagram stories and the Instagram uh, feed. Now, here we're going to do is jump into these next six points that I want to make. Now, the first one is very important for your life, for your family, for your children, for all the things. Instagram does not have to be instant. Now, you may be thinking, well, what about stories? And um, I want to show people as things, that, you know, things are ha- as they're happening. And I want to beg and plead with you to not do this. If you happen to be watching your grandchildren for the day, or you are with your kiddos out shopping, or they're um, getting on the bus, or they're at a school play, or whatever they're doing, Snap the picture, snap the video, and you can upload it later in both areas. It will be just fine if people have to wait a while to see your instant story, your Instagram, right? So this part of it, one thing I do is the minute um, that I take something, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll take the picture or maybe I'll take a few and on my iPhone, sorry, Android users and, and, and such, I don't know how you do this, but I'm sure there's a way is I will favorite that photo. So it goes to a separate album. So if I got a really cute pic of my daughter jumping on the school bus for the first day of school, I'm going to tap that little heart and I'm going to keep it in my favorites folder to use for content later. Now I may use that content on my Instagram story that day um, as a quick to let uh, people know like, hey, look at it, first day of school, whatever, right? 
Uh, random example since we're not at all in September, but why not have that be an example? Um, and I, I guess I use that example because I want to be present for her first day of school and not behind my phone. So I will uh, tap that. I'll share it maybe on my Insta story later in the day. And then later in my grid, I will plan out where I'm going to talk about her first day of school, maybe the emotions I had, or maybe the oils we used, or the conversations we had around that, but I'm not gonna do that right there in the moment. It's not strategic, it's not calculated, it does not belong on my grid in that uh, moment. Now maybe you planned it out, maybe you had already planned that you knew you were gonna take a picture on the first day of school, and so in your grid, you're just waiting to place that photo, then that's fine, you planned it out, it's good, okay? So number one is doesn't need to be instant. I just want you to remember that, that you can log um, many different photos to use for future reference. And, and I will even use photos months, uh, even a year later, as long as my kids look similar, or I look similar. Um, and, or unless I want to talk about the past, that's fine too. But Okay, so number one, it does not need to be instant. So please don't stress about having to be behind your phone all the time. Number two is photos. Where do you get them? Do they need to be professional? Is my phone okay? Like, do I need all this lighting? Do I, and I know that it can be really crippling because you can see all these people doing all these things from photo shoots to perfect lighting uh, to scripted outfits to, to all of that. Now, I will let you know a little behind the scenes of this. I, yes, have gotten photo shoots done. Is it awesome? Fabulous. Yes, it is. Are our phones sufficient? Totally. So I like using a mixture and I recommend that to our clients, to you, to anyone listening that yes, have a mixture, get some professional photos, wear a few different outfits, grab a few different props, be, uh, be, um, planned out, be strategic about it. Look at some other profiles that you really like and different things that, um, you want to, um, you know, that you want to put together. Okay. Now I get around the whole professional, um, picks and having everything look really similar by using the same filter. Now I like the app Visco. It's V S CO, um, because all the teeny boppers have made all these little combination of filters, however you want to look for it. So, um, or what you want them to look like. So I went on to Instagram or on Visco and just typed in, or actually YouTube, they'll put all these little Vimeo and YouTube, um, how to's out there. And I want to just kind of a vintage filter. So if you go look at my Instagram account, you'll notice that every picture has the same filter over the top of it. It doesn't matter if it's professional or it is um, one that I snapped on my camera or even one that I pulled from a um, free, royalty-free um, photo site. I like, there's tons of them. Just search in your Google uh, search bar. Um, there's a ton of different um, places out there where you can grab um, royalty-free photos, which means they're free for you to use um, at, at any point um, in your social media. So I'll throw a filter over all of those uh, photos so that there is consistency. And it's a little bit way for me to cheat, uh, not always having the perfect lighting or the perfect situation or the professional photos, um, but that they can all be cohesive. So when people uh, fall upon your site and they go look at your 
profile, they can see that there is some consistency there and make a decision on whether or not they want to follow your whatever vintage, fun, bright, white, whatever theme it is that you want to go down. Now, many, many people uh, will... Uh, do um, their photos thinking they have to have this bright white beautiful background all the time because so many people are using that and I will challenge you that if that isn't your uh, house if that isn't your uh, desire or your look or your feel don't just try to be like everybody else my house is not filled with beautiful white uh, cupboards and uh, trim and bathrooms and all of that stuff and so I'm not gonna fake it we have lots of wood grains and um, lots of, you know, darker colors and uh, lots of bright colors. And so uh, that's the feel you're going to see as you go to my feed because that's who I am. That's the life we live. That's what my house is like. It's not changing anytime soon. We're not going Joanna Gaines on it. Uh, we are who we are. Okay. So number one being, it doesn't have to be instant. Number two, uh, photos can be a mixture of professional um, and right off your iPhone. And number three, writing content in blocks of time is absolutely the best way to stay consistent in your social media rather than, um, you know, tossing things out. Um, you know, here or there. Um, anytime you've seen any laps in my Instagram feed, it's because I ran out of content that I had created. When I'm hammering it out and I got something going on a couple times a day, you know that I have planned out my content. I'm not perfect. Yes, I go in lapses of time where something isn't getting put out there. It's called life. Um, but when I am most consistent, it's because I have taken time in the best times of my day, uh, usually mornings, usually mornings that I'm not, re I'm not the responsible one for our children. I will write uh, blocks of content um, and I will use that throughout the week or maybe two weeks if I've written that much. And I will go from writing blog style in my Instagram post, long, lengthy, uh, beautiful to short, quippy, easy uh, posts so that I am not sitting behind my computer uh, day after day. I love using um, um, Evernote to write all of my content in. It's really easy. It's on my phone. It's on my computer. I can copy paste and uh, toss it right into um, my Instagram. Now I do not use any sort of planning software. I feel it's pretty cumbersome. I'm not super excited about any of them. And so for right now, I'm not, I know a lot of people do. Um, lots of people have advice on this, how to, you can search it all over the place. But for me, I write it and I put it out there um, as I'm as I'm uh, going along. Okay. Number four is try your hardest to combine all your hobbies and loves in one Instagram account. Now for me right now, I have a tenacious account because we have a marketing design company. Um, but I also have my own personal one. Now, um, in a perfect world, I actually would probably combine all of the things, um, all of those things under one roof because, uh, managing a couple different counts is really actually difficult. And to be honest, I don't even manage the tenacious one. My assistant does. And so that's kind of been the case. So unless you have help, um, unless you have uh, employees or staff or someone else that's going to help manage a separate account, it's really difficult from a time standpoint and also creativity, create, 
being creative on a regular basis um, to be able to write separate content because you are who you are, right? So for me, um, I have multiple passions. I love talking about essential oils. I love talking about my kiddos. I love talking about marriage. I love talking about my faith. I love talking about business. I love talking about marketing. I love talking about design. And all of that you will find uh, on my Instagram at Tina Pettis. And if you want to go follow me, I want to hate it. Okay, so um, try not to have multiple uh, Instagram accounts. Combine your life and choose like three to five topics that you're going to discuss on a regular basis. And that might be all of your different passions on one account. I promise this will free you up and I'm giving you permission to let the extra ones go if you have created them. Now, if you're following some guru that has multiple accounts, please look behind the curtain a little bit and see how many people are helping in creating that content. Number five, the number one way that I gain new followers is A, being consistent, uh, but really second is using hashtags. So what are they and why use them? Hashtags are a way for people to search content that is similar. And so let's say you're going to put the hashtag shine bright. A lot of people have used this and you can go in and see how many people have used this one hashtag shine bright. It's going to be about living a, a vibrant life. It's going to be about business. It's going to be about skincare. It's going to have a whole bunch of stuff underneath that one hashtag. Now, a reason you would use this hashtag is to gain more followers that are also using it. So oftentimes people will post a number of hashtags and they'll go look to see who else is using this hashtag and follow people because they have like interests. So for example, um, I have um, ones that I, I will have hashtags that I will use to gain new followers, specifically ones that are used more frequently. I will also have hashtags that I have created for myself so people could get lost in my content if they click on that hashtag. For example, Pettisfam is one I use on a regular basis when I'm talking about my family or my kiddos. I also used one called Tenley Travels. And so anytime Tenley is traveling, uh, my youngest daughter, you could go see all these little posts all the way back to when she was a little tiny baby jumping on uh, the airplane to go to Montana with me. So you can kind of get lost in the feed. Now, those are both uh, personal uh, posts, but I also have ones that I'll use uh, for business. At the time, at right now, um, as I'm recording this, we are doing um, contagious content. And that contagious content is giving you examples and prompts for you to uh, post on Instagram. Right now, you can go uh, check out um, my Insta story, you'll see in the highlights, the, um, the month that we're in, um, prompts for you to use in your, uh, feed. So you can find that by searching hashtag, uh, contagious content, or you can go to my highlights on my Instagram feed. Okay. So now I know that's a lot to kind of take in, uh, with hashtags, but it even gets a little bit more, uh, deeper than this. I'm sure many people have done hour long, uh, or longer, um, series and trainings on the how to's of this, and we could get deeper and deeper on it, but just to keep it, 
uh, simple and quick and not go too deep in the weeds. Um, a couple things to think about with hashtags. I told you about the different kind of types of hashtags, but you can use up to 30 hashtags on every single post. And I recommend that you do now, not the same ones every single time, but remember I told you to have three to five different topics that you would be talking about on your feed. I want you to create 30 hashtags for each one of those sections. Use them, see how they work. Are you getting new followers? Are you getting traction? Are you getting spam? And then kind of figuring out which ones to release or which ones to let go of. Simply put, I do this and figuring out which ones are working or which ones are not by clicking on them and seeing who else is using them. If there's a lot of spam, stop using that. If there's a lot of awesomeness and you relate to a lot of the content that's putting out there, keep using those ones. So hashtags can be a little tricky, uh, but this is some homework for you to find your 30 hashtags and use them. Now, I like to put them in the comments after I post my Instagram um, post, and then I'll put them in those 30 posts into the comment area. Now, you can only have a total of 30. So if you put some in the comment area um, in the actual post, and then you want to post another 30, you can't. You'll have to subtract. So they have to be 30 in total. Now, last but not least, I want to leave you with this one question. I want you to open up uh, your uh, Instagram or even the plans you have for future Instagrams now, now that we've told you to plan. And I want you to ask yourself this one question. Would you follow you? If you wouldn't, I want you to reevaluate your strategy. And if it feels spammy or it isn't, you know, uh, beautiful, it doesn't sound attractive, um, for whatever reason, I'm not going to give you your excuses, but for whatever reason, why uh, you wouldn't follow you if you said no, if you're like, no, I wouldn't follow this, then figure out what, what would you follow and who do you follow? It's really easy. Go look to see the people you're following, not the ones you're following out of obligation because it's your cousin or your mom or whatever, but who have you chosen truly uh, to follow and why did you follow them? Was their feed just beautiful? Are they selling something you just love? How are they showcasing it? What words do they use? What truly uh, inspires you? So would you follow you? If not, make a shift right now and move forward. So thank you for hanging out with me today on this topic of Instagram. It's a big one. I don't want it to scare you. I want you to be able to step in, just step your toe in, create some consistencies, create content that you love, you enjoy, and the right people will come to you. Thank you so much for hanging out on this beautiful Friday. Go follow me on Instagram. Let me know that you heard uh, from me on this podcast and uh, we will chat over there.